Park the mower and grab a beer. This is Pete's Garage. I'm Dan Bozon. This week, neighborhood cat drama. I am not a cat guy, but in a moment of weakness, I caved. My wife got this cat, and it lived in our house for 15 years. And every day for those 15 years, I was cleaning cat hair or litter out of something. Pants, curtains, books, coffee mugs. It was infuriating. No, I am not a cat guy. So imagine my delight when an entire family took up residence in the bushes outside my front door. They were just there one day, two kittens and a mom. My wife immediately went to work. She called the neighbor across the street to coordinate a feeding schedule. Bowls of cat food and water would be cycled on and off my porch at prescribed intervals throughout the day. I'm not going to let them starve, she says. How are they suddenly our responsibility, I ask. We didn't ask for this. Doesn't matter, she says. We'll figure it out. Figure what out, I ask. There's danger here. Danger shall want to keep one of these damn things. And that's a huge problem. I am not going back to the cat life. She's waiting me out. Figures I'll break at some point. Ain't happening. I stand firm. Don't get any funny ideas, I tell her. The cat feeding routine goes on for a week, which seems to suit the cats just fine. They're always on the damn porch. There was a close call one night. My wife opened the front door to retrieve the food bowl and was met by a cocker spaniel-sized raccoon chowing away. The thing didn't even flinch when it saw her. It was that big. My wife certainly flinched, nearly falling backwards into our foyer. From then on, the cat bowls were safely inside by dusk. Then came the next problem. The next-door neighbor's dog goes berserk at the sight of cats. I wouldn't care, except my neighbor removed the device on the dog's collar some time ago that zaps the thing when it goes beyond the perimeter of the invisible fence. Having been conditioned by a sufficient number of zaps, the dog usually just chills out in the yard with or without the zap collar, except when it sees a cat. Then the dog says fuck it and goes careening out of the neighbor's yard, just as it did when it saw the cats on my front porch. It's a Wednesday morning and I'm working from home. I wanted a little peace and quiet to concentrate on a project. My office sits at the front of the house just off the foyer. I can hear everything that happens on the front porch, including the neighbor's dog completely losing its shit over the cats in the bushes. It's jumping around, barking, kicking mulch all over my yard. I throw open the front door, livid, and go straight for the dog. As I do, I start cursing so the thing understands exactly what's about to go down. My plan is to grab it by the collar and drag it back over to the neighbor's yard. But I don't get that far. Standing just on the other side of the bushes, out of sight from my porch, is my neighbor. He's heard everything I said to his dog, and he's pissed. He scoops up the dog with both arms and says, You know, if you guys didn't feed those feral cats of yours, we wouldn't have this problem. And then he turns around and goes storming off into his garage. Great. Just what I need, a pissed-off neighbor. I tell my wife about the whole thing when she gets home. He's right, I tell her. You shouldn't be feeding those cats. He needs to control his dog, she says. Cats or no cats, that dog doesn't belong in our yard. That's a fair point, too. And so here I am in the middle. It goes on like this for a couple more weeks. The cats continue to get fed, and a pall of awkwardness descends upon the neighborhood as people take sides. Cat people on one side, dog people on the other. Eventually, the neighbor across the street arranges for someone from a shelter to trap the cats. They'll get their shots and hopefully be adopted. The two kittens are taken in by adopting families quickly. Good for them. 
The mom cat, however, is deemed untamable by the people at the shelter. It won't be getting adopted. So now what, I ask my wife? I'm pretty sure I knew the answer. Things are not going to turn out well for that cat. She'll get released, she says. What? Where, I ask? They say it's best to return the cat to the environment it came from, you know, so they remember where to find food. Food? You mean our front porch? Yep. Back out goes the food pole. And here we go again. The neighbors surmise that someone dropped the cats off in our neighborhood, figuring they'd get taken in. If that's true, I have a message for that person. I will find you. I will call up my Navy SEAL friends, and I will get instruction on how to clandestinely surveil your house. And then I will watch you. I will learn your routines, your pattern of life, as they call it in the intelligence world. And then, one day, at a time of my choosing, I will strike. You'll be walking out to your car in the morning, coffee in hand, thinking ahead to the first meeting of the day, and then wham! You'll look down and find a piece of paper tucked neatly under your windshield wiper. You will take it and you'll read it. And you'll see that it's a very sternly worded letter from me, in which I kindly suggest that rather than drop stray cats in other people's neighborhoods, you instead take them to a shelter. And I'll give you the number for that shelter. And I'll tell you to ask for Shelly, because she works there and she's super nice. That's right, you won't even see it coming. That's not a threat, my friend. It's a promise. Are you ready? Here I come. Thanks for listening. You can check out other episodes and stories from the Pete's Garage blog over at the website, danbozon.com. That's D-A-N-B-O-Z-U-N-G.com.